0: my best mentors in this business you know ben ben gotting ali mckenzie mark island um all all sort of ex-rugby ex-rugby guys but big big pts in this industry i've watched them and i've learned so much and not once did they treat me differently for being a woman and i think that's really really important
1: Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing. Next up, I welcome Director of Foundry Fitness, best-selling author and award-winning PT, Laura Hoggins, aka Laura Biceps. Once a slave to the scales, Laura now helps women on their journeys to become the strongest version of themselves with her valuable knowledge and marvellous mantra, Strong Not Skinny. Within this episode, we talk about the importance of teamwork and community, how weightlifting can be a valuable tool for female empowerment, and her preferred methods of self-care, from weighted blankets to infrared saunas. I hope you enjoy. Well, uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining me on the DATA
0: Podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I've been a big fan of, uh, of the work that you and Shara have done for a long, long time. And um, I, I thank you a lot for your early support in my fitness career.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. We we love it. We, I mean, we're huge fans of you as well, as you might have seen from the Dose Awards, where you won yeah. our, our top trainer spot. Like, you, you've done some incredible things um, and inspired a lot of people in the industry with your kind of strong, not skinny mantra. And it, it's just what we all need right now. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, we're flying the flag for you Thank and you. have been for a long time. Thank you. Um, so we always like to kick off by talking about kind of motivation and what drives us towards our goals. Um, and, and you are somebody who, you know, you, you, you've been getting strong in the gym to kind of boost your self-esteem for a while now, and you've helped a lot of others through the process. So like, how, how is this process of getting strong and, and kind of like being the best version of yourself helped you in other areas of your life, like from boosting resilience and, and giving you this like limitless mindset?
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I think people look at me where I am now and I'll be really transparent. So I'm, I'm 36. And I know, gosh, you can hardly believe it, can't you? I know that's what you're thinking, but I'm 36 and... I have been working on myself every day, every year of my life, and I, I will be forever. I, I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I'm like, OK, I'm fine now, yep, no problem. I think as women, as men, as just humans, it is natural um, that we will some days doubt ourselves, and, and sometimes the bad days are better than they used to be, and, and the good days are much better than they used to be. And I, and I just think that I, I attribute health and fitness and sort of my my career change to the way that I feel now and I think a lot of women a lot of men could potentially relate uh, you know listening to this podcast that um, you know the pressure on us to perform, not just in our lives but professionally, but also physically, to live up to certain standards. And no matter what you know um year you were born in, there's something that you know. My year was Kate Moss. I grew up in in the 80s, and it was Kate Moss. And I looked at myself, and I thought, Oh my goodness, I'm never going to look like that. And boy, did I try. And I think you know, you perhaps you go through these phases of you know I've tried every single diet, and you know I, I you know I. I tried to run marathons because I thought I'll definitely be skinny by the end of that and you just try so many different things and you learn and you fail and you learn and you you think I'm not going back to that and then I think it was when I found the gym and strength training that I was like hang on a minute these numbers or the, the numbers on the scales or the calories I was eating or this level of restriction actually all I care about now is how much I'm lifting it's the numbers on the bars and it's this community that is just so supportive and it's just a completely different mindset and it's helped with resilience. The transfer that I think strength training has on daily life is huge to get strong to actually develop strength takes a long long time you know forget this abs in seven days it could take years and i think that's you know reflective of real life you know think of when you started dose you know did you think it was going to be overnight success you probably hoped it would but you've been working on it and it's evolved and i think it teaches us a lot about ourselves and and it is you're right to have a limitless mindset why not let's continue going and be aspirational with everything that we do
1: yeah, absolutely. And um, a big part of dopamine is like anticipation of rewards. So we get like super excited about, you know, what's coming. And when we when we get to the, the goal, it's sometimes we feel let down because it's not as big as it was in our minds. So it's quite good to almost go in there with like a lower expectation and, and take your time. As you say, like, it's not all about these quick wins, is it? Yeah. Like these kind of like, let's train for a marathon in a few months and just so we can get the medal or just so, so we can have that mark of achievement. It's, yeah. it's a long game.
0: It is and but also on on the sort of flip side to that, I think it's about having sensible goals in a and a sensible structure that you can put in place to help you get to um, those goals. I'm, I'm a big fan. I don't know if if you have or if anyone's read James Clear's book Atomic Habits. You know, it's it's all right saying I want to be a runner or I want to be thin, but you've got to do the action that's going to get you there. And and by just starting, you know, I think it's great to have big aspirations because why not? And you know, I I I, I felt in in two separate parts of of me in that I wanted to get to a certain goal weight. Losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, running, running, running. And I got to this goal weight, and I stood on the scales, and it, I was—I can guarantee you—whatever goal weight you've got in your head when you get there, you're not—it's not, not going to change anything. And then when I get to a goal weight, you know, in the gym, I'm like, yes, I've deadlifted whatever, or you know, whatever it is, I get to that, and I'm like, right, fine. I oh, wasn't technically as good as it should be. I think we're always going to be tough on ourselves. I think the 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 key is to set those the the balance, and you know, enough to be motivated, but the right structure to ensure that you're efficient and. And, you know you have the right levels of productivity to achieve it within the constraints of your individual lifestyle
1: yeah and so you're an award-winning pt a director at foundry and yeah. you're also an author what yeah. was the process of writing your book lift yourself like
0: oh my god i think i have low level ptsd from it as well it was <laughs> it was mad because i i never ever thought well i never thought i'd be here in my fitness career for a start never did i think i'd be an author I I never thought I wanted to write a book. Um, I was fortunate enough that two wonderful um, ladies from Penguin um, Penguin Random House in their lifestyle um, segment of the business they came and trained with me at one of the gyms and they, you know, sometimes you get chatting after the session. You know, what do you do then? Oh, Okay, Penguin, that's cool. Didn't think anything of it. And they said, you know, we'd really like to have a, a proper chat with you because the way in which you you communicate, the way in which you talk about yourself about us in in the gym is very different to the standard industry about you know burning you know earn your dinner or whatever it is you know i I, i'm not down with that i i never i never really bought into that and they said would you would you be interested in writing a book and i thought oh i don't know i don't know if i've got anything to say and they said, right, we want it to be called Lift Yourself and I want you to write a structure. And I went away and I started writing and I didn't realise how much I had to say and how much, how passionate I was about saying it. And I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I think it was about 30, 40,000 words I wrote. And I mean, honestly, Hetty, if someone's, you know, you guys, are, you're, you guys are authors as well, right? So when they say, how long do you need? I was like, um, I don't know. I've never done this before as well as the side hustles that we've got, our full-time jobs, our life, sleeping, gym, whatever. And they said, oh, how's three months? And I thought, all right, sounds sounds okay. And then I would put time in my diary. So for example, this morning, I was in the gym, 5.45, coaching 6am, 9am, then I'm training myself 9am, 10.30ish. And then I'd have a block in my diary that says, write your book. And I'd sit there and I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, my God, I've got nothing to say today. And it was so frustrating because it was like, oh, I'm not being efficient. I'm not being productive. You know, I've said, I've set myself this task. I'm going to write today. And sometimes I had nothing. So I had to really early on in the process of writing that be at peace with sometimes I'm not going to achieve what I had planned to today. And that's OK. I roll it on and I try and, you know, do a better job the next day. And maybe the next day I'd write a thousand words and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I am an incredible author. And then the next day I'd go back to being I'm useless. I don't even know if I can do this. Um, I'm incredibly proud of, of the book. And, you know, it's obviously it's, it's a wonderful thing, you know, uh, to leave your impact you know in the hands of other people that you've may never have met before and they're reading my story and also you know a bit hopefully a bit of you know how to think about fitness and reframing it a little bit because i think sometimes we get caught in this you know we you know we'll talk about serotonin later but we're chasing these feel good endorphins these you know this this feeling of success and sometimes success is just turning up or going for a walk or something a little less intense
1: Absolutely and community too which you mentioned at the start is one of the real core values about your classes and I'm particularly interested in like the female community and the people that you train in, in your classes like how do you see them supporting each other through fitness and through the work that you do and do you see a lot of like women building up uh, other women or, or tearing them down on social media like what's your kind of thoughts on, on that?
0: Yeah, I think um, early on in my gym life, I definitely saw a lot of, oh, you know, well, she's doing this. And oh, my goodness, did you see that this person had done this? And it's hard when you're surrounded by that, not to engage in in those thoughts or those conversations. And as a woman, you know, it's almost like sometimes it does look like there's less opportunity for women. So I'm a real advocate of there's room out there for all of us and if I, you know, not everyone's for me and I'm not for everyone. And I I just think going through what I've gone through and most women have gone through which is probably a huge battle with your self-esteem and your confidence in everything that you've done. I think women doubt I think statistically women doubt themselves far more than men do. You know, we women would apply for a job that we are overqualified for. Men would apply for something they're underqualified for. It just it just comes with our nature that we just don't ever feel quite good enough and when you look at social media it is someone's match of the day, right? It's what you've curated, what you've chosen to share. I do my very best to share, you know, a a great, um, you know, a, a more rounded view of my life. But no, I'm not showing people, you know, sat in my pants doing my programming at midnight. You know, it's not it's not very, very glamorous. And I think the people that I'm surrounded by now as I've evolved in my career and I've really got such a solid network, genuinely every woman is as happy for someone else as they are for themselves and that feels amazing and I think you know that's kind of that saying you know your vibe attracts your tribe you know over the years I've just I've just distanced myself from those that maybe you can really feel the intensity of that comparison or they're looking at what you're doing and I I I don't care I'm happy do do what you do I'll do I do if we can collaborate that's great And I think the the gym, you know, the foundry, as you said, you know, I'm a director of the foundry, co-founders Ben Gotting and Dave Thomas. When they started the foundry, um, they wanted it to be a safe space for the community to get together. And we have about 65 percent of our membership base is is women or those that identify as women. And it's incredible because some of them are stronger than the guys. No offense, guys. But it, it's it's amazing to see and, you know, women lifting, you know, big weights, lifting whatever is, you know, ach- achievable or progressive for them. And they're helping each other. They're genuinely cheering each other on. And I think we need more. We need more of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in your career, have you ever been, have you ever experienced men being like, intimidated by your strength and being strong?
0: Um, oh, I don't know. I, I tend to just sort of try and ignore it. So, may maybe yes there've been there've been men that have sort of looked at me and gone okay you know what's what's this what's this woman doing actually she can do what I can do or you know she she's confident in her delivery and I think that's really important you know that that question lots of people ask me I do find it hard to answer because I just don't think I notice I'm just too focused on getting on with what I'm doing and trying to learn from people and some of my best mentors in this business you know Ben Ben Gotting, Ali McKenzie, Mark Island um all all sort of ex-rugby ex-rugby guys but Big, big PTs in this industry. I've watched them, and I've learned so much. And not once did they treat me differently for being a woman. And I think that's really, really important. That's super positive.
1: And and w- the weightlifting world in general. Like, have you have you been treated as a woman? Have you felt like it's been fair? And have you been like held back by kind of old ideas of patriarchy, perhaps?
0: I remember um, a few years ago when I was first starting out in in the industry, I, I was seeking a lot of advice. Um, I, I've only been full-time in fitness for sort of five, nearly six years now. Previous to that, I, I had a, a corporate life, um, a wonderful corporate life at L'Oreal and previous to that at Unilever. So I was working in more sort of sales and marketing roles and then lo and behold, here I am, I'm the product and that feels different and I got a lot of advice from people about I don't really see myself in this industry you know I started going to Barry's boot camp love Barry's boot camp by the way I think it's fantastic Um it might not be for everyone but I I think they they paved an incredible path for boutique fitness uh, in London especially and I would look at the posters and the people and I'm like oh god I don't look like that I'm not the sort of you know, 10, 15% body fat, abs, that, that's not me. I'm, I'm a, a little bit different. And people had said to me, I don't think you should post so much of your sort of heavier lifting because it's intimidating to other women. And I thought, really? Is it? I, I, I don't know. Or am I intimidating to who? Well, you know, this is just what I'm doing. I want to be transparent and authentic. And actually, I ignored that advice. And I'm really glad because I think what it's shown is that no matter who you are, where you started from, you can go on your own journey of developing strength, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's 10 kilos, 100 kilos, I don't really care. It's just as soon as you start that journey and you start to see and realise how empowering it feels to lift weights that you didn't think you could, um, I don't think you look back and it changes everything
1: yeah so going back to your job is it fair to say you worked at L'Oreal was it in your 20s yeah, right. for right yeah 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 quite a few years and, and yeah. you were trying to keep up with the fads and you know the juice cleanses and crash dieting and all that yeah, big time and you became big time. a bit of a slave didn't you to the scales and yeah and becoming kind of like what you thought that society wanted of you at that time so yeah. like t- talk us through that period and like what it was specifically that made you kind of turn your back on it and carve out this new direction
0: yeah I think um Well, I mean, listen, every diet I have done, 5'2", Atkins, Cambridge, whatever the the bloody thing is, I have done it. Um, I did the body coach stuff. You know, this is a time before I knew better, you know, before I'd I'd educated myself, I'd, you know, done the relevant qualifications to really understand. And I feel like everyone goes through this at some point at certain levels. And, Mine was, you know, relatively uncomfortable for me. I had a, a bad relationship with myself, with food, with exercise. Um, I was exercising too much, eating not enough. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll hear that forever and ever a day. And it comes to the point where it's unsustainable and, you know, your body needs fuel. It needs micronutrients. And, you know, my skin wasn't very good. I wasn't sleeping very well. I wasn't being the best that I could be in at work cause I was tired and, cause I, you know, I was training too much and and then I just sort of I I just got to this point and I was like enough I I can't I cannot do this anymore to myself because I'm I'm just I'm killing myself really trying to to take away what my body really needs and you know looking at exercise a little bit differently it's not a punishment you should try to enjoy it I know everyone says you know the best exercise or the best diet is the one that you'll sustain or the one you enjoy and I really mean that and I, I don't think there is one rule for one, and and one for another. And I think from me being in a cycle of sort of weighing myself daily, it would it would change my whole mood. Genuinely, Hetty, if I put on a pound, that was it. I'm livid the whole day, and it must have it must have affected you know me and my relationships. And so anyway, so I sort of went on this sort of task of educating myself, of you know working with people that could help me understand it. And then I wanted to get more into you know, the, the world of health and fitness, and I did all my qualifications, I, I had some mentors, I did lots of uh, interning observational work, and it just changed everything. And I just think once you realise and you look back, and I think now, what was I doing? But I didn't know any better. And I don't blame anyone that's in perhaps in that cycle now, you know, but I just ask yourself, is this truly making you happy? And don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it.
1: Mm-hmm. and how transformative has fitness been for your mental health and do you see a direct impact between exercise and your mood
0: yeah I mean 100% I think like with anything I you know talk about balance there there are times where I've used exercises you know people say oh exercise is my therapy yes in a certain way but we mustn't also you know rely on it because exercise is also a stress. Um, you know, it's a, it can be a great stress. We need good stress in our life. But if I like to think about it as if we have sort of one cup per day of stress that, that we can we can endure and, and recover from and you know, think about modern life now. You're waking up to a shrieking alarm, probably your third alarm, you've looked at your phone, you've got Instagram, you've got all these apps beeping at you, you know, telling you to do this, check that, you've gone in the fridge, there's not enough milk, you're late for your meeting. Already I've experienced a lot of stress. I've, I've experienced a lot of interaction and a, and a lot is digital. So then by the time you think, oh God, work's done, I need to go and wallop myself and, and smash myself doing a hit session. You've just gone over your stress limit. And then you need to focus on what you you know what you can recover from. I don't think you can overtrain necessarily, but you can certainly underrecover. And that will become a self, you know, self-deprecating cycle that actually you'll just get diminishing returns from your efforts and you'll be there thinking, oh, I've really worked hard and actually I don't feel or, or look any different. So yeah, I just think it's 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 important that you try and create that balance for yourself.
1: Here at Dose, we are dedicated to finding hacks to transform your mood, whether that be a natural energy boost or something to help you find your inner calm amongst the chaos. That's why we created our Mood Mist, harnessing the neuroscience of scent to create a modern aromatherapy range to change how we feel. Ready to bliss out? Why not try Smells Like Yoga for a sense of instant calm, perfect for getting you in the zen zone before a yoga class or simply to unwind on an evening? Made using soothing essential oils like lavender and lang lang, this spray reduces stress and boosts libido when you need to make time for rest and relaxation. Or if you're searching for a pre-workout boost, Hit Me Up is the ultimate gym bag companion, guaranteed to get you rearing to go. Uplifting scents of orange, lemon, lime, eucalyptus and bergamot will fire you up for class or focus your mind and banish brain fog. Simply spritz around you and inhale for an instant lift. Dose Mood mists are the wellness weapon you need and are available at shop.whateveryourdose.com. But the industry is changing, don't you agree that there's a like a move away now from kind of high intensity interval training towards like low impact training and also people are understanding the the importance of rest and recovery which you know taps into those more uh, like yin uh, happy hormones like serotonin and oxytocin ones that level us out and make us feel a bit calmer and um, to offset that stress as you say. And so, like, what do you do to relax when you, you know, when you feel like your cup is full? Like, how how do you then switch on that parasympathetic nervous system and, and, and kind of yeah, calm calm down?
0: Yeah, um, again, this is always a difficult question for me to ask because I like to think like I do lots to really chill out. The reality is I, I probably don't. Um, the the things that I try to do more of um, is breath work. Um, I I was fortunate enough that um, a very wonderful uh, woman many years ago taught me uh the the technique of meditation i found that a really hard thing to do it was around about the time that i've sort of started to develop my health and fitness and, and and learn a bit more about sort of actual progressive strength training and i was learning meditation at the same time and it was a really transformative time for me because you're right in order to you know experience the highs you've you've got to really sit with yourself and Really respect the fact that you don't, you can't always be on the go as much as we think we are. You know, being that high functioning all the time is not going to be sustainable. So, I do try and do a lot of breath work, and um, I try to do lots of mobility um, work. There is a wonderful, um, a wonderful lady called Hat Hewitt. She is an elite CrossFitter. She owns a gym, and she has um, a, a business called Map Online's. So that's a mobility that she does live every single day. And I just think that kind of low intensity movement, getting some blood flow, you feel really good after it. It's still, you know, an element of serotonin, endorphins that you get from it, but you are not knackered, and you don't have to be. And I think you are right. The industry is changing. And it's hard because we, we work to a lot of fitness trackers and leaderboards and, you know, performance is, is a really good thing. But also you've got to make sure that you're taking that time out for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what about things like, um, I don't know, cold water swimming, fads like that? Have you jumped on that bandwagon wagon at all? Have you ever done the cold shower in the morning thing? I've,
0: I have done. I've done cold showers. Uh, and then I also do the opposite, and I actually I did this before I knew scientifically this was a good thing, so I feel like I was ahead of the curve there. I have a hot bath in the morning at five a.m. Ev- every day. I sit in a in a hot bath, um, or I post. Sometimes I post it on Instagram, and people message me and say I use too much water, so I'm sorry for that. But <laughs> I am um, I, I I really enjoy that time first thing in the morning. Um, almost like my own power hour. I'm definitely not in there for an hour. I'm in there for about 10-15 minutes. But it's just that piece before the day starts in this industry. We have very early starts. You know, whenever you're not working, we're working. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of my thing. I've had I've done the cold shower thing, but I've not done cold swimming. Um, yeah. I've started um taking C B D oil. Um the, the gang at Pure Sports C B D have kindly gifted me some and Although I don't think I think there's lots of things that you can attribute to to good recovery or, or sleep, and I I don't think it's one thing that you do. I think it's the the total sort of lifestyle and the routines that you have. Um, other things, I, I'm honestly I'm doing it all through this lockdown. I've got a weighted blanket, that's amazing. If you've tried it, as soon as you put it on, it's like okay then I'm in. Uh, you're you're not you're not moving, so that's good. And I've also got one of those Hue lights. Um, so the, the, the red hue lights, um, I've got blue light blocking glasses. So there's lots of different things that I'm I'm trying to do in terms of limiting my exposure to blue light um, and just having time to, to chill and relax.
1: Yeah, and what about an infrared sauna blanket? Have you tried one of those?
0: I haven't tried that, but I have been in infrared saunas and I love them. I was just going to say, there's one at KXU. So there's the cryotherapy and then there's the infrared and both are incredible. I've, I've done the cryotherapy at KXU. Three minutes in there in your pants and some gloves and some awkward fluffy crocs.
1: <laughs> I remember when that came to the UK, because it, it always starts in LA and New York, doesn't it? And then the trend yeah. slowly crossed the pond. And I remembered, yeah, when people... I used to write for a magazine where it was kind of early... Early adopters of this whole scene, and people were like, "What nitrogen gas firing at you?" But I mean, it's it's yeah. a thing now,
0: yeah, and yeah. it works. People I mean, it's a sen- it's essentially cryotherapy. I would say is just a more comfortable way of getting in an ice bath, which people yeah. have been doing for years. You know, rugby players getting in the ice bath together. So we're just doing yeah, it a absolutely. bit a bit more posh,
1: exactly. And so thinking about like weightlifting, because there there is this kind of myth isn't there that it can make you bulky and that might be one of the reasons why women specifically might not kind of seek it out because they don't want to kind of have that look but like what would you say to them to kind of reassure them that it's not all about that and you, the feeling of being strong is more important than anything
0: yeah totally i think i mean i I can definitely attest to wanting to be as thin as possible like genuinely i just wanted a thigh gap i You know, I I did literally everything that I could many years ago. And I think on the flip side where I am now, I'm probably about 10 kilos heavier than my goal weight historically. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. So I can categorically say the weight on the scales has no impact in in my happiness. But I think also from a, a, you know, women, unfortunately, um, there's lots of conversations about this going on at the moment in in elite sport. Um, Women are not born with enough testosterone um, to really enable us to develop the, the you know, that level of muscle. Um, if you're talking about sort of general population gym goers, you know, we you would have to be eating in a significant surplus, significantly high protein, training at a significantly high volume to get, you know, really bulky. Um, if you were to potentially look at some of the women in elite strength sports, um, there are some natural competitions, and there are some that I would assume they've had some other help. Uh, in order for them uh, to get there and no judgment for that but you know it's hard because you know it's hard to not to you know compare and make that association and I've been trying to get hench for quite a while now and this is as far as I've got so if you get hench overnight ladies let me know and um, I'll come and train with you because it is really really hard and I think in terms of body composition changes, we should look more to our nutrition and just focus on, you know, strength training two, three times a week. Because also a lot of women come, you know, come to me and you know say so they, they the way they would explain it is they want sort of to be toned, lose weight, tone up. Right. And what that really means and how you get there is you have to have a level of muscle definition when you you know lose some body fat and you're able to see that definition you need some muscle there in the first place so it's not always about getting absolutely massive it's just about getting strong improving your posture you know all the other benefits of strength training and doing some cardio conditioning as well you know you don't have to be one or the other. Mm.
1: And And how important is your nutrition like do you have like a set um like kind of set of meals that you have to have in a day do you you someone who has to eat little and often and have lots of protein shakes and things like that
0: yeah so i'm actually vegetarian so i turned vegetarian about seven years ago now um just through my own choices i had um I'd, I'd actually been to a vegan restaurant and I got chatting to the owners and this is very bizarre, but I actually they put on some virtual reality goggles and I went into uh, a like a, a slaughterhouse um, and after that experience and I was thinking about it anyway because I wasn't really ever keen on red meat, I just thought, nah, this is, this is it, I, I don't I don't want to eat meat anymore and I just decided that day and I, I haven't eaten meat since and it's fantastic. I think a plant-based diet um, can be incredible um, but on the other side, I, am, I tip into being slightly anemic every now and again so I have to really ensure that I'm on top of having enough protein for the, the type of work and the type of training that I do. Um, I would always recommend that you get your protein from your food, your food intake but if you do feel that you need to supplement, that's absolutely fine too. I I certainly do, in the form of a, a protein shake. Or I try not to have too many protein bars. But um, but yeah, I, you know I try to supplement where I can. So it's important to eat little and often for me because I'm often working long hours on my feet, and I've got to be Mrs. Motivator for everyone else. So it's no good me looking grey in the corner. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I, I I do my very best
1: yeah and vitamin is it b12 is the one that's often associated with uh have you being deficient in if you're a vegan or vegetarian so like how Correct. do you make sure yeah. that you're, yeah. you're getting adequate amounts of that uh,
0: not, not an ad but i'm a big a big fan of the guys at vitabiotics so there's actually something called ferroglobin that is um you i just drink every morning so it's got b12 um it's got iron um i also take zinc magnesium tablets and before bed so I take as much supplementation as I can but also just try and get the best you know diet that I can within that but yeah I just think you know for us vegetarians or especially harder for vegans you know if you do need to supplement that's okay
1: yeah so thinking about going for that big endorphin rush what gets it flowing for you more than anything else is it competing in a weightlifting competition or is it doing like a class what is it that gets them going
0: yeah for me it's about teamwork the thing about so over the last sort of year or or so I have started doing actually the sport of weightlifting um my boyfriend Chris um he's a a, um, an athlete he's a weightlifting coach and through lockdown that's pretty much all we had to do in the car park so I started uh, doing actual weightlifting weightlifting being um the clean and jerk and the snatch which you'll see in the Olympics very soon which is amazing um, the, the, the women competing in, in the Olympics for GB are absolutely incredible. You should, you should check them out. The, the weights they move is absolutely mad. But, yeah, it, you know, doing doing weightlifting is great, but it's a very lonely sport um, because you're just do it, sort of doing it on your own. I, I prefer the sort of the netball, football, everything I grew up doing, sort of putting in a shift for the team, you know. It's great me doing a bit of training for myself, but actually, for me, it's about the community spirit, working together, um, so, you know, things like we've just had national fitness games, which is a paired competition. That was incredible. The atmosphere is amazing. Um, we had a member event here within the guidelines this weekend at the foundry where all our members got to test some of their uh, their deadlift, their squats um, some aerobic and anaerobic tests and just seeing them, you know, do more than they thought they could do. That's that's incredible for me. Um, we've got a turf games coming up this weekend. Um, there's lots of different things, but yeah, it's it's around the team element for me. I, I'm, I can let myself down, but I can't let a teammate down.
1: <laughs> is that something you've really missed in lockdown, like being with the team and the community?
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, for everyone that's done the thousands of burpees that you've done in your living room floor, as, as much as, you know, you've got it done and you always feel better once you've done it, you just miss having that personal face-to-face interaction, whatever that high five is at the end of barry's boot camp class when you smash that last 12.5 sprint or you know you finish or you you know you do that crow in your yoga class and everyone's what you know just that that opportunity to be around like-minded people that are doing their best um is is just you you can't replace that oh,
1: awesome so laura for people who are listening now um, what's the best way that they can find you online and how can they train with you as well
0: yeah, so on the on the World Wide Web, on Instagram, I am at Laura Biceps, which I'm actually considering I might have to change soon because I'm I'm looking quite small these days. Um, but, yeah, that's <laughs> on Instagram, at Laura Biceps. Um, you can train with me at The Foundry. Um, on Instagram, we are at Foundry Fit. Um, we run a lot of um, new intakes every single month. We do a 21-day challenge. Um, that you can come and train with us at one of our gyms, Vauxhall Bank or Old Street in London. Um, and just if you fancy having a chat, drop me a message. I'd, I'd love that. Thank you so much. And um, I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Laura.
1: If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com.